Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. We're, uh, I started the series back at the beginning of the summer, the seven longings of the human heart. Remember that? I said we'd be real choppy in and out. Well, <laughs> it's taken all summer, but we're going to end today, okay? Uh, the last one is the longing for a lasting impact. The longing for a lasting impact. We, we want to leave a legacy. All of us do. When you're growing up as a kid, you think, oh, I'll just be a, a, you know astronaut or a pro athlete or, or write books or, or, or I'll do something big. We think it's got to be big and gander. We think it's got to be on this big scale. And a lot of times that doesn't happen, okay? But we all have a longing for our lives to matter, to count to live longer than us. We have a couple things in common in the room today. Number one, all of us were born. If that's not you, raise your hand. All right? We were all born, and secondly, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. Can't stop it. I mean, we do a lot today in this world trying to stop aging not sure how that's going to happen. But uh, a lot of people made a lot of money off that. But here's the deal. We're all born and we're all going to die. We are. We have that in common. The questions that many of us have, especially later as we get older uh, in life, is did my life matter and did I make an impact? Did my life matter and did I make an impact? We all have a longing to do that. I want you to turn your word Psalm 139, Psalm 139, a very familiar text, but I want you to see this. Psalm 139, verse 13, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. And all the days for me, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. All the days for us have been ordained. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. That's very important. I know the plans I have for you. Who? Oh, my best friend. No. My mom and dad. No. No. The president. No. No. Declares the Lord. That, man, you, you see, we read past that so fast, and we don't get that sometimes. The plans he has for you declares the Lord. See, he spoke that over you before you were ever hatched. He's got your days. He knows everything about you. We talked last week about Miss A. I'm telling you right now, 
My first second grade year, she was there. Didn't see her. Divine appointment happened the second time I did the second grade. You'd be surprised how many people text me this week. I did the second grade twice. I did the second grade twice. That must have been some kind of year for a lot of people. I don't know what's going on in second grade. But, uh, but there, was a, there was a crowd full of people that text me this week saying, I did the second grade twice. I was like, hmm, yeah, sorry. But, but we all have been ordained. Our days have been ordained. They're there. They're marked out. You're not going to change them. The one that was pinned to begin and the one that will be pinned to end, you can't move them. You can't move them. Here's what I've learned. We all start out as originals, but somewhere we end up as copies of other people. You notice that? We all start out as originals. There isn't another you. The struggle is, you just got to be the you God made. Can I tell you something? That's enough. See, we think it's not enough, but it's enough. Just be the you that God made. That's enough. Don't be a copy. Be an original. Be who God made you. I want to teach you something. I want to teach you the power of the dash. Do you know the power of the dash? I'm trying to be morbid here or anything, but how many of you have spent any time in the cemetery? We think it's kind of haunted because of all the movies. You ever just walk through the cemetery? I wanted to tell you something about the cemetery. Got a tombstone. Usually has a person's name. Like if it was me, it'd be Jeffrey Wayne. That's just bad enough. But... But the whole thing would be up there, okay? And it'd be September 8th, 1965. And then over here, there'd be some other date when I took my last breath, by the ordained days came to be. And right in the middle is a very important thing. You know what it is? It's a dash. It's a dash. Can I tell you something? The dash is the most important part of your life. You see, many of you, almost, I can pretty much say 100% of you were not here in Texas City, Texas, in a hospital when I was born. I didn't see no hands go up. It was just my mom and dad, my grandparents, my family, my, my, my dad and granddad were watching Gunsmoke. <laughs> Some of y'all remember Gunsmoke. That's what they were doing, watching Gunsmoke. Right? And so... Many of you, no one was here when I was born. Hopefully, my family will be with me when I take my last breath, but I'm not guaranteed. I don't know how that ends. All right. But every one of you have had a front row seat to my dash, haven't you? For 10 years as your senior pastor, you've watched my dash, and I hope, it's, I hope it spoke well. I hope it spoke well. See, here's the deal. Your dash speaks every day, whether you want it to or not. The question is, what's it saying? You see, we want, we have a longing to make a lasting impact. We want our lives to matter. We want our lives to have impact. We want our lives to say something after we're gone. But it's dictated by what we do in the dash today.
Every day matters. Every step you take matters. Every person you greet matters. Everything in life matters. It matters. I promise you this. By the time I was in the second grade, my second time, struggled speaking, couldn't hardly read, and couldn't spell hardly Jeff. I promise you, there were a number of people that had written that boy off. And one little lady who saw something in me that nobody else saw. Folks, I'm telling you right now, your dash speaks. The power of the dash. What's so special about the dash? Your dash speaks, man. It speaks. We were made by God for God. And until we figure that out, life isn't going to make any sense. And you will not be at peace. See, we were made by God for God. See, we think we were made by God for us. You were not made for you. You were not. But we've got this incredibly selfish world who believes that it was made for them. Let me, let me, I, here's a good test to know if you're selfish. Just going to give you a real simple deal. In a group picture, who you look for first. Okay, so right now, some of you are testified just publicly that you're selfish. A picture, a group picture is only good if you look good. Amen? It's just the truth. You think, I'm not selfish. Take a group picture and see where your eyes go first. If you're married, it better go to your wife. Right? Honey, you're looking good in that picture. Right? But that's what we do. We're, we're, we, we are consumed with us. The world builds us that way. And if we're not careful, we fall into the pattern of the world. And Jesus said, oh, you, you're not even supposed to be in this world. You're an alien and a stranger. Don't dance to music they make. Sing the song that I gave you. Not supposed to be here. Not supposed to be here. Malachi 3.3, great text. Some people don't like Malachi because it's all about giving, but, but Malachi 3.3 3 says this, he will sit as the refiner and the purifier of silver. That's, that's the Father. So you ask sometimes, that's God's role to sit as the refiner of the silver and the gold. See, if you haven't figured it out yet, and many of you have, life is a series of tests. And unfortunately, sometimes pop tests. And here's what I can make 100% guarantee to you is this. You will continue to get the same pop test every single day if needed until you pass. That's just the truth. I get them. The test that I need to pass, if I'm not passing... I get again until God has sharpened that edge of my life so it's not there or it looks like he wants it. You say, well, how do you know when the silver is good? How do you know when it's purified? How do you know that? The father answers that by saying, when I can see my reflection in it. <laughs> you say, well, I'm done with the fire, God. You gave me that test. I passed it. I don't see any need to go back in there again. Uh, hi, <laughs> I'm Lord, 
you're not, you're going in. And you go in there, and it'll get hot. And he's testing you. He's testing everything about you. He's testing everything. Motive, character, integrity, testing it all. He'll take it out and look at it. And if he needs to, he'll put it up there on that blacksmith that pow, pow, pow. You're like, I'm good, I'm good. Now you're going back in. That's hot. That's just how it works. I don't like it. You don't like it, but that's what he says. He, he, he doesn't lie in scripture. He says, I sit as the refiner and the purifier of silver. Listen, life is a bunch of tests and it's a bunch of pop tests. And I don't like them any more than you. But here's what I do know. Going through school, if I did not know, if I knew, if, if the teacher walked up and said, here's a syllabus, and I looked on that syllabus and there were no tests, that, that book, that book, when I, when I turn that book back in, it'll crack. Because I'm not opening it. I'm not going to read a book I'm not tested over. I'm sorry. Some of you teachers are like, that's a terrible commercial for school. Right? But, but listen to me. I'm not. You're not either. If you're not going to be tested, you're probably not studying. You're probably not going to study. Some of you are like, I'd read it anyway. I'd read that book and another book. I'm like, well, you can stay over there because I am not enough to be in your presence, okay? But listen to me. Life is a series of pop tests and tests. We have the book. Open book test every time. The problem is many of us, and I'm not trying to pick on you, many of us don't read the book till the pop test given. And then we want God to supernaturally show us and teach us. And sometimes I'm like, <laughs> we don't deserve the answer like that. That's a mockery. He gave us a playbook. He gave us the book. He said, know the book. This is how you do life. Life is going to be hard. You're going to get tested. It was hard for me to be hard for you. It, you're, you're, it's going to push on you. It's going to squeeze you. You don't really know what kind of toothpaste you got until you squeeze it, amen? Life's going to be hard, but the book is what you got to have. He's the refiner. He refines me when I open the book. See, the book, the word, is a mirror. And it must give reflection of who he is. When he sees himself in it, in my reflection, then he's well pleased. You got to get in there. The dash is what it's all about. You see, here's what we have to understand. He's more interested in what I am than what I do. Got to listen to that. He's more interested in what I am than what I do. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, I know that because we're called human beings, not human doings. That's how I know that. See, we're caught up in a world that introduces ourselves by what we do. Jesus wants to know what you are. He's more interested in your character than your happiness. In America, that's hard. God is all about the dash. Happy moments, you praise God. Difficult moments, you seek God. Quiet moments, you worship God. Painful moments, you trust God. Every moment, you thank God. The dash, 
What is it really? Simply worship. Simply worship. I want you to go to Psalm 40. I want you to see this in Scripture. This is why the dash is worship. Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slippery pit, out of the mud and the mire. And he set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. If we stopped right there, you'd be selfish. You know that? You would. Look at me. Look at me. But then verse 3 changes it all. He put, watch this, he put a new song in my mouth. A hymn of praise to my God. And many will see and many will fear and put their trust in the Lord. That's why you will pull from the mud, pull from the mire, set on a rock, and gave a firm place to stand. Why? So you say, look at me? No. So your dash, so your dash could sing a song. That's why. You got to sing your song. Listen, one number has been chosen. The other number he knows. In between, you got to sing. You got to sing. You better be singing when he calls you home because you're going to go sing for eternity. See, your dash in a nutshell is worship. It's my spiritual act of worship. Romans says, It's my reasonable act of worship. Our dash, my friends, speaks. Let me ask you something. Are you singing your dash? Are you? Because many, many will hear. Many will see. Many will put their trust in the Lord. We are told in Matthew's gospel to store up for ourselves treasures in heaven, not on this earth. The guy with toys will die. The guy with no toys will die. And somebody you don't even know will get your toys. I don't have any problem with toys. But while you're on that four-wheeler in the mountains that God made, you better sing your song. Are you going to hit a tree like that? Unless you're a Brett, Brett just pushes trees over so they can drive on. But here's the deal. You got to sing that song. I run into people all the time that a born-again child of the king been redeemed, and they're not singing. They're not singing. What's wrong with you? 
You got to sing your dash. You don't know when your dash stops, man. You got to sing it. There are people at work that have been divinely put around you to hear your dash sing. There have been kids in your classroom. God picked your role. A principal didn't pick it. You can get that out of your head. They didn't pick that. Okay. There's people in your class. There's people on your team. There's people you work with. There's people in your neighborhood. There's people moved in next door to you. Why'd they move there? To hear your dash. They got to hear your dash. If your dash isn't speaking, that's sin. Because I know he put a song in you when he redeemed you. You got to sing that song. Your dash, you got to sing it. Why? Because what you do in life echoes for all eternity. It echoes for all eternity. Here's something I was taught. Life is a coin. Life is a coin. You can spend it any way you want to, but you can only spend it once. Life is a coin. And listen, you can spend it any way you want to. He gave that freedom to us. But here's what I know. You can only spend it once. So make it count. Make it count. The dash. It looks like just a little nothing on a tombstone in between two significant dates. But it's amazing how the two significant dates on either side aren't that big of a deal. But the little bitty dash in between, oh, it's huge. It's huge. So today, simple question is this. What's your dash saying? What's it say? What's it say at work? What's it say when you play? What's it say at home? What's it saying? Are you singing in the dash? Are you grappling in the dash? Are you worshiping? Because the dash is simply worship. You were made to bring praise to the king. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Come on, dashes. We got to sing a song. Because if you hadn't looked around in a while, this whole world, it needs a song. It needs a song, man. And it's, it's, it's way past time for the body of Christ, the bride. It's way past time. Okay? We got to start singing. Oh, we sing good in here, but you got to sing out there. Because when you sing out there and you come in here, mm, come on. You don't need no gas for that engine. That's just, that just go. You got to sing. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask the altar team to come on up and the worship team to to gather up here. As we move to the time of invitation, I simply want to remind you of a couple things. Number one, two things have happened since we've been here. Number one, We've met God in worship, have we not? We've met him in worship. His presence is here. We've met him in worship. Number two, God has spoke. He's spoken. 
he has spoken. Because we've met him in worship and he spoke, then we've got something to do. We've got to respond. We've got to respond. All through scripture, when they met him and he spoke, he asked for a response. Paxton just read about that, okay? Sometimes what happens in church, we meet with God, he speaks to us, we need to respond and we say, next week, next time. You can't recreate it. And I promise you, next time, uh-huh, next Sunday, guess your kid will be sick next Saturday night because the enemy will steal everything God says, okay? He'll steal every time. So this morning, invitations, yours. We met him in worship. He spoke through his word. And now it's our time to respond. My friends, our dash must sing. Let me pray for us. And then we'll move to invitation. Father, we love you. God, during this invitation time, whether it's church membership, whether it's time of prayer, maybe it's time to have somebody pray over us, maybe it's time just to come to the altar. But God, you've spoken, and I pray we respond. And may your Holy Spirit move today, and may you be honored and glorified in Christ's name. Amen. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.